welcome to episode 22 of the Infuse Joy podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Jane Case, writer, coach, speaker, and brand new podcaster. In today's episode, I am sharing with you my 17 biggest life lessons that I have taken in from my last 31, almost 32 years on earth. So as we round out 2017, I thought it would be fun to do 17 tips. It really doesn't mean much, but it's a fun number. So I love New Year's. Are any of you guys New Year's fans too? I think it's the most fun time of year because we're all so optimistic Everyone wants a fresh start. Everyone feels this like weight of infinite possibility. We're leaving old bad habits behind and we're working toward new positive things in the new year. And there's this sense of camaraderie, right? Like we're all in it together. And as our culture and social media is shifting a little bit to be more grace-filled and more understanding and more accepting, We're even more in union with each other in the sense that you're perfect just as you are. And so anything you do to better yourself at this point is just a bonus. And so I'm having a lot of fun seeing everybody move into the new year with this new optimism and strength and support, and they're cheering each other on, and I just think it's beautiful. Um, So with that, I thought, let's go, let's do our first new podcast of the new year. I want to give you guys my best tips for living the life you really want to live. So tip number one, wake up early. And I actually think this tip should be titled go to bed sooner because the real issue is for most people, right? You, you say you want to get up early but you have a hard time changing your night habits or you don't change your night habits at all. And so then we don't get up early. But I'm telling you that when you wake up early, you feel like you have so much more energy. You have so much more time in the day. All of the things that you get done before 9 a.m. feel like big, giant bonuses. And for some of us, you know, if you wake up at five, six in the morning, that's three or four hours before 9 a.m., even begins that you can just do whatever you want to do that contributes positively to your life. And that is incredible. So I, one of my biggest life lessons is that the earlier I wake up, the more I accomplish that day, the more spacious I feel mentally and the easier it is to just be a person on this earth. And the only way to wake up early is to go to bed at a reasonable hour. So I go to bed around 9 p.m. And I recommend having a few things that you do every night that just signify a winding down. So for some of you, that could be drinking a cup of tea. For others, it could be reading your favorite book or washing your face, whatever it is. And you can change it up as much as you want. Just something that signifies it's time to slow down. It's time to be at ease. I'm going to turn off my electronics and I'm going to be in bed ready for sleep to come to me (laughs) and um, try that. And then you'll see how much easier it is to actually wake up early in the morning, which sometimes we think of it as a really difficult thing. It's just a habit like anything else, a muscle to build. And so I would encourage you to dedicate some time, give that a shot and see how it works for you. 
if you're already an early riser, you might want to try giving yourself 15 more minutes in the morning, 30 more minutes in the morning, and see what that brings into your life. See how that contributes. Okay, number two, break down large goals or tasks into bite-sized pieces. This is one of the biggest lessons of my life, and that is that if I put a task on my to-do list that is big, it will not mean anything to me. But if I put that task on my to-do list and I break it down into really manageable items, then that allows me to actually see what needs to be done today and tomorrow and the next day instead of it just being this thing that's looming over my head and feels really overwhelming and I don't even know where to start and so I just don't start. So break down those goals into at least six or more smaller steps and make that first step teeny, teeny, tiny. Lesson number three, you can always change your story. So some of you might be saying, I'm not an early riser, or I'm just not someone who likes to go to bed early. Or any of the thing, anything that we talk about today, you might say, oh, that's just not who I am. And here's the thing. If I've learned anything in life, it is that you can be and do whoever you can be and do whoever you want to be. You can be whoever you want to be and do whatever you want to do. Whatever your heart desires is available to you. And so I want to encourage you that you can decide today who you're going to be and how you're going to show up in the world, and you can make the choices to do that. It's within your grasp. It's within your power. And I, I think one of the greatest examples for my own life is that I am seen as an extremely disciplined person. I have a lot of routines, a lot of structure. I get a lot done. I'm very motivated. But if you knew me in college, then you might be surprised because one of my favorite things to do in college was to just skip class, including an entire semester where I just stopped going because it was way more fun to have fun than to go to class. And so I would just skip class and play, or I would stay up all night long and sleep during the day. And I think that would just shock so many people who know me now. But I think it's important to say that I learned these things. I didn't come out of the womb this way. I learned how to show up for myself and my business every single day steadily and determined and with intention and routines have really helped with that. But I didn't just grow up believing that routines were going to be great for me and naturally inclined to do them. I learned it and I built that muscle and now that muscle's sometimes a little too strong and I have to wind it back. So we can change our story. Number four, less is more in friendships, in your business and in your home. Like quality over quantity in terms of all of those things. I want just a few really great friends who I resonate with, who get me, who I feel I can be 100% myself with. It's so much better than thousands of friends who have no idea who I am, who I have to play pretend with. And the same with my business. And this is like, these things have been hard for me to learn because I love more. <laughs> and so I was traditionally with a, had a million friends and I love having friends and I still love having 
acquaintances. But when it comes to like investing my attention and my time, I want to do that with the people who are pouring an equitable amount back into me and ones who I just genuinely enjoy and have history with. The same thing with business, like business minimalizing is so hard because I love to work. I love options. I like to not feel trapped in different things or in certain categories. But every great marketer, including myself, is going to tell you that you have to min, like shrink it down, simplify your message, know exactly who you're talking to, give them an exact trajectory, and and that is what sells because it's not confusing. People understand it. It makes sense. They respect that decision to specialize and to have a clear voice. And so that's a lot of what me and my business, this podcast, are going to do in the coming year. In this new year, we're doing a lot of parent down, getting really clear. What is a priority for the business right now and what is not? And the same thing for my home. I think um, one of the greater things that I read from SparkJoy is all about... What is it that makes a house feel messy and cluttered? And I cannot stand clutter because it just distracts me from whatever I'm trying to do. All I can think about is the clutter. And the big lesson that she had was get rid of things. You have too much stuff. If your house can get cluttered, you have too much stuff. And so you can ask Obi, like every few months I am saying, like, how can we get rid of things? We need to go through and get rid of things. And we still have too much stuff. There's an, always an infinite amount of things that I could be getting rid of at any given time. But I just want to say that I have learned over and over and over again the lesson. Less is more in all of these areas. Okay, number five, the Enneagram. I'm mean, like, that's the lesson, just the Enneagram. No, but but seriously, the Enneagram has been an eye-opener it's a revolutionary tool for you to understand yourself and to understand the other people in your life and how you operate in the world and where that motivation is coming from. So um, as I understood my Enneagram type, I was able to understand this is why I do the things that I do. I do it out of this basic fear and this basic need. And I that plays this way with my partner and his basic fears and his basic needs. So sometimes we trigger each other. Sometimes we don't even know that we're triggering each other and things are getting really heated and we are realizing, oh, this is because I prayed into your biggest fear. And so obviously you're going to have an intense emotional reaction to that, which is going to surprise me. But the more I understand myself, the more I understand the people in my life that I engage with on a regular basis, the easier it is to support them and for me to support myself. So the Enneagram has been an amazing tool for that because it goes so much deeper than just how you present yourself externally. It's about what motivates you, what's your basic fear, and how does that come into play in your life? And it's so complex and so interesting so that it doesn't pigeonhole you into just four types. There's so many different variations of how you could show up as a person at any given time based on your Enneagram. So definitely give it a try. And if you're a podcast listener, check out Road Back to You, which is a really great Enneagram podcast. Um, and also the liturgists have a really great Enneagram episode where they go through each type and talk about what each type is like. Number six, 
the more honest you are, the less you fear being found out. So many of us, we operate in the world, and I don't know this if this feeling ever goes away, but just that fear of being an imposter, that feeling that if everybody knew the truth, then we would be found out or whatever. Um, like the fact that I did this podcast with my headphones until just now. This is my very first episode with my beautiful new microphone. And um, the more upfront we can be, the more honest we can be about that process, the less there is to be found out. There's nothing to find out. And so we have nothing to fear. Just being direct and upfront and clear about who you are is just so freeing when it comes to being in the public eye, having a job that you're feeling uncomfortable with or anything, any kind of relationship, just be as upfront as possible. And there's nothing to be found out. And that is a beautiful way to live. Tip number seven, learn and keep learning and keep learning. That is, if I could give you one thing in life, it is that you can be and do anything. And All of the information is out there and most of it is free. So if you could just figure out what it is you want to be doing, dedicate some time to learning it, digesting information, read books, listen to podcasts, download YouTube, download YouTube, watch YouTube videos, hire a coach, whatever you need to do to get the information, learn, 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 absorb it all. And then put it into action and never stop learning. The moment you think that you've learned it all is the moment you become irrelevant because life is constantly moving and changing and adapting. And you don't want to be left behind in business or in your goals or in life. Just keep learning. Number eight, when something new comes in, Something old has to go to make room for that thing. And I'm particularly talking about tasks or goals or any kind of obligation. So often we'll start a new project and we forget that our schedule is already booked or the things that we're doing are already booked. And we wonder why we can't make it happen. And what most people do is they start turning that around on themselves and they make this about um, not being disciplined enough, not being good enough, not being able to sustain the hours enough. When the truth is that you really just needed to let something go so that you could bring something new in. So don't start a new business if you're not paring anything down in your old business or delegating some tasks away. Don't start a new goal until you've reached a place with the old goal that you can either let it go or have someone else running it or it's automated. Whatever you need to do, some time from the old things needs to shrink so that you have space for something new to come in. If you keep adding things on top of each other, it's just going to become a giant mess. And take it from me. I've learned it from experience. And if I can save you that big mess. I would love to. Next is lesson number nine. Giving back is an important piece to living a fulfilled life. Until you do it, you will feel like something is missing. I see this so often in myself and in other people as we start to feel really stuck and lackluster and like we're missing something. And 
you might even be making six figures or making seven figures or making multiple seven figures and still feel like something is missing. And I want to challenge you that it is probably the giving back piece. It's probably the giving back in the way that you need to be giving back, whether that's with your time, your energy, your finances, a combination of all of those things. Find some causes that you believe in and go wholeheartedly in that direction. And I will say that I learned that lesson in 2017 very intensely. I found myself in this um, frustrated place of inaction, of feeling like, I have a lot of opinions and a lot of thoughts and a lot of fears, but I'm not doing anything about it. And that is not a good place to be. And so what I started doing was I started the Women of Color series on the podcast where I gave space for the conversations that I wanted to have with these powerful women of color who are doing amazing things in the world. And I wanted to hear their voices and I want to share their voices with you. And then I started giving proceeds to the Dogwood Alliance, which gives uh, money to an organization that supports protecting our Southern forests. And so 5% of my journey books profits all go to the Dogwood Alliance. And I just feel like that puzzle piece of my life is finally in place. And I'm not saying that that's enough and I'm not saying that I'm done. Um, but for me, I, I wasn't doing anything at earlier this year, I wasn't even, I was talking about it and thinking about it a lot, but I was acting very much. And so even if it's just going to a soup kitchen, volunteering a couple days a week for any organization in your town or a nonprofit or whatever you can do to give back, that will solve so many problems for you and for other people in our world. Okay. Lesson number 10, everyone does not have to agree with you. And changing people's minds is done easier through believing that they mean well. This is a deep one. This is a big one. And it might be controversial. I don't think it is. But um, I have found over the years that it's okay for other people to not share my opinions. Even if I think their opinions are ghastly. And that I have to assume that they're operating out of a place of self-defense defense of their families, of meaning well, thinking that their religion or their God is rooting for this belief. And the sooner I can see that deep within them somewhere there is good, the sooner that I can find some commonalities and we can have an honest conversation that actually alters their opinion. And this is a lesson, this is a lesson learned over experience in my own life of transforming my opinions from being radically evangelical to learning or just like meeting people that I loved who were struggling with coming out as gay and bisexual and feeling like I didn't know how to wrestle with that. And I couldn't look at this person and think that they deserve to go to hell because I love them and I saw how good they were. And I couldn't believe in a God who would do that. And there are so many different ways to believe in God. And there are so many different interpretations of scripture. And we don't need to go into religion on this podcast right now. But I just want to say that there's a lot of options. And people don't typically change their minds until they're interacting with someone that they've grown to love 
or value or respect who believes differently than them. And to earn love and value and respect, we have to listen and we have to give the benefit of the doubt and we have to believe that you're capable of changing and you're capable of good. And I know that's not easy. And I know that we're going to all fall short of being able to do that a lot. And sometimes I'm just angry and I can't show up in that way. But I know that true lasting change happens from those deep, engaging conversations where someone feels heard and understood and supported, and that gives them a safe space to alter their opinion. Whereas if you're in a debate, they will need to prove to you that they're right because they're under attack and they need to defend their side. So they're just going to dig their heels deeper and deeper and deeper into their opinions until they feel like you are backing down or the conversation ends. There's no winning in that situation. And so the sooner we can start to see somewhere in you as a a parent or a partner or a daughter or a son or a friend or some form of good in there that has wounds that need meeting and you're getting them met in weird ways, the sooner we can start to have honest conversations and actually help each other to understand where we're coming from and change actual people in the world. Okay, that takes me into lesson 11, which in all situations, seek understanding, not to win, but to understand. So if I'm in a conversation with my partner, it is always going to go so much better if I seek to understand where he's coming from instead of trying to win um, and bring him over to my side and my point of view. It's the same with work relationships. It's the same with myself. If I am not showing up for myself in the ways that I want to, it is always going to work better if I seek to understand why I'm not showing up. Why did I not go to the gym today? Where is that coming from? Why don't I believe that I'm worthy of doing that for my body and myself? What is preventing this action from happening so that I can deal with the motivation and the root of it instead of just tackling the symptoms and getting angry and frustrated and um, having a hard time just dialoguing with myself and with others. It's just so much simpler to seek understanding and deal with the root and the motivation and where it all started. Okay. Now, lesson number 12 is quality over quantity. And we talked about this a little bit earlier, but in this way, I'm more talking about like tangible, actual, just um, items. Like if I buy this, if I get this free desk off of the side of the road, I'm going to end up not wanting to spend time in my house. I'm not going to want to ever work at that desk. I'm going to end up buying another desk eventually anyway. And then we just wasted a bunch of time and money and it didn't work out. And I learned this through loving Opie. He is so great about waiting and buying quality items instead of buying just lots and lots of small things. So he has really great clothes that he doesn't just um, go to some store and buy like 30 shirts. He goes to a nice store and buys one shirt right now and lets that shirt last for years. And I have seen that come into play in our our home where we're able to invest in one quality piece. And then I want to spend more time in that spot. I want to spend more time around my things 
and then I'm enjoying them so much more than if I just bought like a 10 cent item or a $10 item that ultimately isn't making me happy or isn't really even functional. And I just end up having to buy something else anyway. Just skip that whole step and go straight to saving up for the quality item. Do without for a little while and then get the thing that you really want. Lesson number 13. Savings accounts are the shit. Honestly, there is nothing better than knowing that you have what you need each month and you have what you need in if emergency arises. And I'm not talking you need a big one. And I'm not talking about like completely revolutionizing your relationship to money right now. But if you're interested in doing that, side note, Journey Books in February, we're opening up 25 new spots that are all dedicated to finances. So January, February's book is just completely about finances. So if you want to work on your relationship to money, jump in, be one of those top 25 people. I'll put the link to the new subscription in your show notes. But back to the lesson, it's just that start small start saving. Once you start saving, it becomes so easy. I never believed that it was possible because I am very much the kind of person who wants to spend the money that I have. I want to go out of the country. I want to travel. I do not want to save my money and stay in one place. That is so been the antithesis of who I am, but I have changed that story and we are so excited to save every month. It's like almost more fun to put that money away because I know I'm taking care of myself and we have an emergency fund for when things go wrong. I know all of our parents told us this and we didn't listen, but I promise you it's the shit. All right. Lesson 14. Anyone's problem with you is their own and vice versa. So if someone doesn't like you, it really is all about them. And the same for the other direction. If you don't like someone, it really is all about you. So I, when I say that, I mean, when I meet someone and I'm like, I just can't with them and I figure out whatever reasons. Um, and then if I turn that around and say, what about me? What is this bringing up for me? Then it becomes less in about they need to change and more about this is bringing something up for me and I get to choose. Do I want to deal with that right now or do I not? And I don't have to, and that's my choice, but I don't have to expect anything of them. And that's so freeing on the, in both directions really, but on the other side of it, when I feel like someone has an opinion about the way that I show up in the world, then I can say, oh, that must be bringing something up for them. And if I don't want to change it, then it's, that seems like their problem and it's nothing to do with me. So anyone's opinion of you is really all about what's going on with them and my opinion of anyone else and your opinion of anyone else is really all about you. And that is so, so freeing. All right. Lesson 15. Don't do minimum wage tasks anymore. <laughs> and I know some of us, like you might be working minimum wage jobs right now, but I mean, like as you start to grow your goals and as you start to develop, uh, really know your hourly rate, how much does it cost for you to do some work for an hour? And is it worth doing that thing that is going to take you away from actually earning income? Or would it be better to outsource that 
and do the work that will actually bring in money. So an example, so an example for this would be, say my hourly rate is $150 an hour. And if I'm at work, I'm generating income. But if I go to the grocery store and I spend two hours grocery shopping and that is not revenue producing, then I've lost $300. But if I do grocery shopping pickup, I can spend $4 and save $296 by spending that time at my desk doing my job. So know your hourly rate and don't do tasks below that hourly rate if you're able to. Lesson number 16. Everything in your life is a choice. The way you wake up in the morning, what you eat that day, how you move your body, what you do for work, where you show up, who you show up for, as much as you might want to blame your circumstances, you're choosing. And you're always choosing, and some choices are harder than others, and some choices are aided in privilege, but you're still choosing. And I'm just saying that if you want different, be different or accept things as they are, but you can't live in that middle ground. You can't do the thing where you say, I wish I was, and I'm going to be unhappy and unsatisfied until I do, but I'm not going to make any moves because that is a mess. That is just a recipe for sadness and dissatisfaction and unhappiness and turmoil. Instead, accept it and live with it and know that you're choosing to stay and stick with it until you're ready to move on or move on and and really respect that choice as well. But you always have choice. And if you can get behind your decisions fully, the happier and more satisfied you will be And the easier it will be for the people in your life to understand you and why you choose the things you do. Because everyone ultimately wants everyone else to be satisfied. We just need to believe that you are. All right. Last one. Lesson 17. As we move out of 2017 and into 2018. This one is, y'all are not going to be surprised. (laughs) It is right every day. And I don't need you to write a book every day. I don't need you to write three pages every day. Just enough to be in tune with yourself on a regular basis. Even if it's just making a list about like whatever you're experiencing, write a gratitude list, right? What you're, what you need, what you're experiencing, whatever it is, do a prompt, whatever you need to do. Just write a little bit every day or talk out loud to yourself in the car, but have a conversation with yourself every single day. Because you, the more you understand who you are, the more you get clear on where you are, what you're experiencing and where you want to go, the easier it is to live the life you want to live and live it with fervor. So one recipe that I have to do this is I just scan my heart, mind, body, and soul and ask, what is it that they need right now? And that can be your whole writing practice today. If you're someone who does not write, just write a list. Do really short sentences. Just touch in with yourself and have that conversation every single day. Thank you guys so much for joining me for this episode. I've had a blast sharing these 17 life lessons with you. Let me know which one sticks out to you. 
you can catch me on Instagram at Sarah Jane Case and shoot me a DM or send me a comment and let me know what resonated with you, what you're working on in 2018, and I will root for you and cheer you on. As a reminder, I have just 25 more spots open for February's Journey Books, so you can find the link to that in my bio or in the show notes and um, check that out and see if that feels like a good fit for you as well. I love having you here. I love doing this podcast. If you are enjoying the podcast, then take a few minutes and leave a rating and review in iTunes. That helps me to get this to more incredible people just like you. I will see you next week. Thank you.